What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Enzo Avigo. He's a co-founder of June. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on and looking forward to learning more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of June, what is that? What, what is June? What are you working on? Right. So June is an instant product analytics on top of Segment, which is a, a tracking solution, a customer data platform. So in short, we enable any companies out there to measure their metrics the same way companies like Facebook, Airbnb, and Slack do without any expertise required in a couple of seconds. So walk me through a little bit about like the, um, you know, if someone wants to hear about this on the podcast, uh, you know, for the first time they wanted to check it out. Um, what's kind of the, the experience that you go, go through if they landed on your website, wanted to use the product, can you kind of walk us through what someone could experience if they tried it out? Yeah, actually, I think it's a, it's a great way to, to understand the product. So something we're really happy about is the quite short time to value we provide to our customers especially in our space, which is the data space, which tends to be, you know, usually a space which is kind of really slow and tedious to set up. So you basically go on June.so, you create your account, you can connect your source of data, right now segment, and then pick among our templates of like of analysis. And within two clicks, we yield an analysis that would typically take, you know, days for an analyst in your company to do. So it's like literally five minutes from the first sign up button to the, you know, to the to the insights, and uh, it's quite thorough compared to you know any kind of analysis uh, tool you could like data visualization tool you could use yourself basically. So walk me through you know how did you kind of get started with this? What's the origin story for June? And tell me about kind of the early days of getting started. Yeah, sure. So, so I think the genesis is is quite old actually. I think. The pain point we're going after is something I first experienced six years ago when I started to work in product management for a German company, a German startup called N26, uh, which is a fintech company. And back then, my problem was to turn user behavior into some insight really quickly. And I kind of assumed that it was the, you know, the solution that my companies had, the data visualization solution that my company had that didn't work. And then kind of like fast forward six years later, and like me working for like, after I have worked for like a lot of different companies and use a lot of different tools, I realized that basically the, you know, the space was broken and it was just not a solved problem. So <clears throat> that led me to kind of like identify a problem that I had. And usually it's like, you know, the way, the way you get started when you build a company, it's like you, you want to solve a problem that you have and you're passionate enough to kind of decide that you want to dedicate a couple of years, if not more, to solve it. 
do you and when you decide you wanted to 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 spend time on working on this problem what was like the first or second thing that you did of once you kind of made that decision? I think a lot of people want to start companies and they think they raise money first or they get customers or they ship code. And the reality is it can be any of those things, but you have to do something. So I'm curious for you, what was like the first or second thing that you did when you decided you wanted to take this on? Yeah, there's, there, there were two things for us, for me at least. One was to validate the problem. So in my last job, before I was going to work and after I was coming back from, from work, I was running a lot of user interviews. And back then I was trying to be, I was trying to resist, you know, the call to build a company. And I didn't give a name to the company. I called it project analytics. I didn't want to fall in love with my problem, with my product, with my MVP, whatever. I just wanted to you know, make sure there was an opportunity there. So I ran, I ran a lot of interviews, I think 65 total. And people were really, really happy to talk about this problem. And I, I, I thought first, okay, people are excited about that. Maybe there is something there. And then as I scratched more and more the problem, it was quite clear that the, you know, there was a big problem that needed to be solved and that was still not solved. That was one fold. The other fold was more personal. I didn't want to be a solo founder. I always, my, my, you know, my, my character and my kind of like uh, interpersonal skills make me be very good when I work with someone else that, that, I can, that I can challenge and that can challenge me. And so I knew I wanted to work with someone. And so along the way, I thought, okay, what's the best way I can find a co-founder I, I really like to work with? And so we've tried with my co-founder, Ferruccio, uh, with whom I'm, I work right now, we actually started this project by doing a couple of side projects. And actually this side project, what, what they did is they reinforce our culture and our um, appetite to work together. And I think they also validated, not externally that the customers had the need, but they validated internally that we were able to build something together. And, and that was super important for me. 100%, 100%. And, and I mean, if you were to kind of take those first few steps, um, you know, and zoom out a, a long time, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years into the future, what would you say the big vision looks like for June? Um, or in other words, what direction are you rowing in and um, kind of what things going to look like, um, you know, in a decade or two with June? Wow, that, that's a hard, so we do this exercise a lot, but a decade or two, that's a, that's a hard one. I think, I think if you think about that time, time range of a decade or two, I think data analysis is going to be in a place which is extremely different from today. Like today, you know, it's kind of hard to track things. It's hard to visualize things. It's hard to take actions based on them. But like in 10 or 20 years, like it, probably data is going to be fully abstract. So I expect data to be generated automatically, which right now is not the case. It's mostly manually done. And the, the thing we're going after right now, which is to simplify the way you can read your data. I also expect that to be, you know, kind of like self-generated somehow or in a way. So I probably expect June to be some kind of more meta layer product that, you know, help people understand things about their companies and their product, but in a, in a much more intelligent way. That would be my best, that would be my best answer. For sure, you might will still need to interact with, you know, with interfaces or voice interfaces, whatever, to, to learn and get this knowledge back so they can make decisions. So there will be a product which is most likely going to be still a web application if the web is still, uh, you know, a vibrant ecosystem in 20 years, which I assume it will. But it might hope be something so. extreme. I hope so, yeah. So they can, some people can listen to your podcast, but 
to be frank, it's a very long time frame, so it's really hard for me to answer this one. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's always a fun a fun question because yeah, it's like a crazy amount of time from now. Um, so it's like only you know n- no one knows, so it's always fun to kind of guess and see where things will go. But in order ultimately to build out, you know, this company, um, you know, make the vision happen, you need some help, right? You know, it takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is, how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for customers? Uh, you know, partners? How can we assist? Oh, thank, thanks, thanks for asking this one. So. We, we, we need some help, of course. Uh, right now, we, I would say the biggest leverage I can, I, can, I can work on is definitely the recruitment. So my main ask would be help for recruiting. We are sourcing three engineering candidates profiles right now, full stack engineers. And, uh, and the idea is to you know, onboard them on, on, the, on the team, in the funding team, and give them a lot of ownership, like way beyond just you know, the regular engineering you know, responsibilities. So that's really the main the main ask I would have if anyone is uh, you know looking for a full stack opportunity you know early stage company growing really really fast uh, and like you know willing to also change the way people interact with analysis and making that a lot more fun than it is today then then it would be great to get some push basically. And then if someone did feel like they knew someone or they were a fit themselves or they would just wanted to try this out, where can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media account, email address? How can someone get in touch? Yes, so they can apply at works at june.so, works at june.so, or uh, you can easily find uh, our Twitter account, june.so, and uh, DM, DM, DM us, we, re- we reply and look at every message there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you so much. It was, uh, it was short and fun. I appreciate it.